This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. This week, I have the pleasure of being joined by my good mate, Theo. Hey, man. And Dave. Hey, guys. How are you? Dave's back with us live this week. You've probably heard him over uh, a couple of weeks ago and last week's show. Um, He's been doing that remotely, so good to have him back live with us. And Damien will be joining us very soon when he uh, stops uh, stuffing his face with dinner. So that's all right. We'll let it go for now. So how have you been, boys? Okay, man. Okay. Just got sick, but all good. All good. Just got sick. Sick of uh, missing footy or what? of the loose the roosters losing ah <laughs> uh, yeah man i know it's been tough bro it's been really tough um yeah, well speaking on the roosters let's get into a bit of rugby league tlt for those of you playing along at home tlt stands for team list tuesday at time of recording it's thursday so we'll just go back through the teams that were named on tuesday so we come up to tonight's game which is dragons against the bunnies now, big game down there in uh, Cogra, Wynn Stadium. The Dragons are pretty much 1-17, to 17, the same as last week. Uh, but the Fijians have been replaced. So, Michaeli Ravala was back in. And uh, the other Fijian, John, well, he's gone. The rest of the team is pretty much unchanged. Andrew McCulloch plays his 300th game, which, well done to Maka. He's been a big servant of the game. And the only other change really is Tarek Sims moves into lock with Jack DeBellin moving into prop. Uh, so a bit of a reshuffle there. For the Bunnies, still no Latrell Mitchell. Um, I don't know how I feel about Cody Nikarima at fullback. It's been been a bit of an experience. I mean, they could potentially have done Cody Walker to fullback and Nikarima to six, but... They've gone with Nicarima at fullback, so we'll stick with that for now. Manly Seagulls taking on the North Queensland Cowboys uh, down there at Four Pines Park, or as we all affectionately know it as Brookvale. Uh, For the Seagulls, obviously, Daly Cherry Evans is back, didn't play last week against the Tigers. So that means that Foran moves back to six and Schuster moves back to the bench at 15 with Andrew Davies starting in the second row. For the Cowboys, they welcome their origin contingent back of Ruben Cotter, Jeremiah Nanai, Valentine Holmes. Well, he played last week, but he was named at 23 and then started. And they are basically unchanged apart from that. We move on to our second Friday game, Storm Broncos, and it's Storm up there at Amy Park. Storm with the same team that they took against the Roosters last week. Grant Anderson now gets the five jersey. The only interesting thing for them is that uh, Ryan Pappenhausen was named in reserve. Yes, is named in the reserves. And so could be a chance to play. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know if they'll risk him against a Broncos outfit that's missing a couple of big names. In saying that, let's have a look at that Broncos team. So Katoni Staggs makes his appearance back from origin and from a concussion, uh, from a uh, cork last week. Sorry. Tyrone Roberts is the new halfback for Adam Reynolds, who has glass jaw again and is out. Payne Haas somehow is named to play. Um, two busted shoulders. I don't know if he will play. I think this might just be let's name him and make a late change. So 
Uh, yeah, what do you guys think about uh, Payne Haas at the moment, Dave? I don't know. You probably don't know a whole lot about it, but Haas wrecked his shoulder a few weeks ago, and then now he's wrecked the other shoulder. Um, so he's basically just a man uh, who can run at the moment. Can't so really got pain. So he's got pain in stereo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not pain in his heart. It's pain in his shoulders. So, yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's interesting there. Damo, you probably have a bit uh, to talk about with pain harsh, but what do you think? Do you think he'll play? I don't think he'll play, no. I think it's another AC aggravation. And I think, I, I presume at least, uh, it seems to be the recurring injury that pain keeps getting, unfortunately. Big yeah. human like that, just putting a, a whole load of pressure on your joints every week. But no, nah, I think they're naming him just out of uh, just just waiting to find who's actually going to fill that spot. Could be Cody yeah. Hedrington or something. But yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. I mean, they got they got Tommy Flegler on the bench, so I would say that yeah, like you could do a Pat Carrigan to prop, and then either Flegler or Heverington to play thirteen. So there's definitely options yeah. there. Um, Theo, I know you have Payne Haas in fantasy. Does it change your mind a little bit about what you're going to do with him? Oh, I don't know. I reckon he'll play, but for 10 minutes, and then he'll come off like last time. Hey, he, doesn't ever, he doesn't care about anything at the moment. So Pass, pass like, playing for 10 minutes is about 40 points, so you should be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm thinking right. about getting him in. Yeah, yeah just, just for the one game. Yeah, he'll yeah I'll get him back in. Why not? <laughs> Love it, boys. Right. All right, we move to our first Saturday game, and it's the Sharks against the Titans. Sharks basically unchanged as well. Um, and for the Titans, it's almost the same team as last week. Uh, Brimson is back to fullback. Paul Turner at 5'8", still keeps his spot. Uh, Tino is back to starting lock. He played off the bench last week in their only change. Move on to our second Saturday game, and it's the Warriors against the Panthers down there at uh, Morton Daly Stadium, which will be the Dolphins uh, Stadium for next season. Warriors, big change there at number six. Ronald Volkman makes his debut. Uh, comes from the Roosters reserve team. Chanel Harris-Tavita has been moved to 14 as an interchange. I mean, they're playing the Panthers. It's... Uh, you know, poor Volkman, his first game, he's probably going to get 50 put on him. So um, it's going to be an interesting one there. Panthers unchanged, of course. Same team that uh, put 40 on the Knights last week. Do you guys have anything to add on that game? Nah, she should be pretty well true as the as the better stakes. Um, I think it's just going to be Panthers one way. Yeah. Traffic. Yeah, I'd have are to they, agree. Are they, are they playing at that stadium to give it a bit of a run before the Dolphins join the thing next year? They've been playing there all year because um, they haven't been home to New Zealand yet. So, yeah, I would say probably right. just to give it a run this season. Uh, but they actually return home next round, round 16, which will be in two weeks, not next week. But we'll talk a bit about that later because we've got rep round coming up. Um, yep. But, yeah, I think it's pretty clear cut there, I think. Uh, Panthers are dollar five favorites. Warriors ten dollars. So, yeah, big odds there. Uh, we move on to the last Saturday game, and it's the Eels against the Roosters. Uh, not many changes in both of these teams. The Eels are sticking to the team that um, lost to the Doggies by thirty points last week, and the Roosters with one change: Billy Smith coming in for Paul Momorowski. We're thanking the Footy Gods for that one. Thank you so much. Um, 
Mommy, I thought was a bit of a liability last week, but we'll do it. We'll do an assessment soon. <laughs> uh, the only other change for the Roosters is Sam Verrills is back at nine, which is a massive boost for them. Connor Watson and Drew Hutchinson are both on the interchange bench, which makes me think that Luke Keary won't play. He's been named at seven, but you've got Watson and Hutchinson both on the bench. So, yeah, I think that might be a bit of a late uh, withdrawal there for Kiri after the concussion last week. Um, that's just my opinion for that one. And we move on to our first Sunday game. It's the Raiders against the Knights. Raiders again unchanged from last week. The Knights unchanged. Kalen Pong has been named, which has surprised me. Again, could be a late uh, exclusion based on the concussion from last week. Uh, but apart from that, they pretty much have the same team. Matt Croker comes back onto the bench for them and Tyson Frizzell to start, Mitch Barnett to start. Uh, it was Lockie Fitzgibbon last week, so he has dropped out completely. He's in the reserves. And then we move on to our last Sunday game, and it's the Bulldogs against the West Tigers, the Cellar Dwellers. It's uh, unchanged for the Doggies. They've got one change in Curtis Moran at 17. But apart from that, it's the team that uh, put 30 points on Parramatta last week, so they'll be looking for another triumphant win. For the Tigers, uh, Kapoa's back. Um, who else have we got in there? Obviously, no uh, Luciano Leilua now. So Kelma Tuolagi starts on the edge. Uh, New Brown back at 14, which is good to see. And the return of Adam Dewey on the bench. But late mail I'm hearing is that Dewey is set to start at centre. So... We'll talk a bit on that later. So that's Team List Tuesday done for another round. Uh, we just like to welcome Damo is here now with us, of course. At the start, he wasn't. So welcome, Damo. Hope you've had a good week, my man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Happy <laughs> to be here. We love having you. All right, let's talk a bit about Round 15 now. So we just went through some of those games, obviously, for mm. Team List purposes. But if we move all the way back to tonight's game, which is the Dragons against the Rabbitohs, what are you guys thinking? Are we all on the bunnies train for this one? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I'm on the fence. I uh, can't pick either side as they've been inconsistent all year. Uh, I feel like Dragons were putting in some of their best footy towards the start of the year, like they seem to do every season, mm. and then have dropped off and uh, been left wondering where that form was from the start of the year. And but I feel like it's going to come back at some point, and the bunnies are so hot and cold, it's not even funny. So, yeah, it's, it's a very hard one to pick. I think no Latrell makes a massive difference. I think if Latrell had have played this round, I would have been more confident with the bunnies. Uh, I've taken the bunnies as well, but as you said, I'm not confident either. Andrew McCulloch yeah. playing his 300th game worries me too. Often, players try to get up for a player. But the Dragons haven't been in great form. So let's just see what happens. Theo, who have you gone in this one? Uh, bunnies, man. Uh, it's tough. Uh, I don't like any of them, really, because they're, <laughs> they're both. results have been mixed. But um, yeah, bunnies. And Dave, we'll just say you're going bunnies as well, just to join us. Perfect. And then we move on to Seagulls <laughs> and Cowboys. Um, and oh, look, I've. I've gone the Cowboys, but this is another game that I think could go either way. I mean, Manly at home is always a bit of a force, but the Cowboys have just been in such good form at the moment that I can't go past them. What do you reckon, Theo? 
I've gone for Cowboys on this one, bro. Yeah, um, nice. They've just been too good. And their defense, they're up there with with Panthers. And, yeah, they've been just – all the Origin players are back, so that's a massive boost. So And they were good without them. So, I mean, this could be – this could either be a big score to them or could be a tight game. Who knows? Yeah, well, let's hope for a tight game. It's always a good competition. Damo, can Manly get a win in this one? Nah, I reckon they'll get found out. Uh, they've played some pretty good footy the last few weeks, but it's been pretty, against some uh, pretty big, B-grade opposition. Yeah, that's right. And I feel like coming up against the team in the top four, especially uh, the consistency of the Cowboys, I think they'll get found out and uh, have, have a bit of a score put on them, regardless of Cherry Evans returning it at, uh, in the halves. Yeah, definitely. Dave, Cowboys are coming third at the moment, mainly just outside the eight. Does ladder position play a role, you think, in a game like this? Sometimes it can, sometimes it can't. Uh, we have seen in certain games where those who are lower down the ladder have just managed to turn it around and smash a higher, a higher playing team. So anything's possible. Although, having said that, Based on what you guys have already said about Manly, I think this is going to be the Cowboys game. I, I think um, a lot of Manly fans are going to go home with their tails between their legs somehow. <laughs> yeah, probably a couple of biffs on the way home too, but uh, we won't get into that. Uh, we yeah, well, it, is, it, is, it is Brookvale. So, yeah, that's yeah. right. Exactly. Uh, we move on to our next Friday night game and it's Storm Broncos. Now, I would have been a lot more confident tipping the Broncos had they have had Adam Reynolds... Uh, they're also, and, and Payne Haas, as we spoke about earlier, who we're unsure about. Ezra Mam was out, uh, was really good for them last week at six. So be interesting to see how he goes this week. He's probably going to be the dominant half. Tyron Roberts hasn't played all season, hasn't played, I don't think, since halfway through last year. So I think Ezra Mam needs to take over. They're coming up against a Storm outfit who, had a great win against the Chookies last week, and I think are starting to really turn a corner and come home strong as they do. Theo, is it Storm all the way? Storm all the way. Storm yeah. all the way. They're just too. They're too organised. They're too. They're coming off a win after some in- inconsistent performances. I think they're going to be ready to fire up against a really kind of decent, you know, a really good Broncos side actually. And um, yeah, they they need some good results now if they want to assert themselves if they want to be title contenders for sure. Yeah, I think it's Storm all the way for me. Damo, anything else to add in this? You think Storm or Broncos have any chance? You would expect Storm to win fairly convincingly, but Broncos have showed even without their. Uh, their first choice halves that they can really put some points on uh, in quick succession. Yeah. And it's possible, but I feel like Bellamy, we have his troops fired up for that kind of attack and yeah, storm all the way from there. Yeah, for sure. And do you think Ryan Pappenhausen will play? No, I think he's got COVID. um, So he's Uh, in COVID protocols now for seven days. Yeah. Uh, So it really puts headaches into any, uh, fantasy coaches that held him for many weeks. Damo. Well, it's got to put headaches into him too because that's one of the symptoms of COVID. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
Dave, I know you don't know a whole lot about it, but as you can probably see, Storm at a dollar eighteen, Broncos five dollars. It's pretty clear cut in this one. Yeah, there's. Um, I don't normally pay a lot of attention to the odds that Sportbet put out, but um, it's a little bit hard to ignore them sometimes when you really want a bit of an idea who you think is going to win. Um, those sort of guys aren't stupid with who they put uh, those figures on. So you'd be Just mad me. to um, you'd be mad to tip the Broncos on that one. Yeah, definitely. You can back them at the line. It might be a closer game than everyone thinks. Yeah. Back them at the plus line. I'm sure it's, it's a good little mm. I like it, boys. I like it. Well, we've got something like that coming up soon. So we move on to our next, our Saturday game, and it's our first one on Saturday, and it's the Sharks against the Titans. Uh, for me, again, it's another pretty clear-cut game for me. I do worry a bit about the Titans. They're due for a win. They haven't won in a few weeks. Um, I think they'll try and get up, but the Sharks' outfit is looking good this year. Talakai looked to be back in a bit of form last week. So it'll be interesting to see if Sharks get the win here. I think they do. I'm actually going to say by more than 16 points. I think they might put a bit of a score on the Titans. Uh, Dave... Can you see anything there that might say otherwise? Neither team are playing at home, which is interesting. They're playing sort yeah. of halfway in between at Coffs Harbour. So um, potentially being an unfamiliar ground to both teams uh, might throw things a little bit in the favour of the Titans, but I wouldn't think so. Uh, that remains to be seen, really. Um, given that the Sharks, being from Sydney, are probably facing a lot of cold weather at the moment. And up north, it's not going to be as cold. They might struggle a bit in the warmth but and humidity, but we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, sharks are, tend to be cold-blooded, so, you know, they're probably used to it. Uh, Theo, what about you, man? Anything to add on Sharks-Titans? Nothing to add, bro. I think Talakai should get some more points in fantasy since he nice. got his form back a little bit. That would be nice. I might have to think- buy him back soon. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. He's not a he's not a home home run player. I, I don't have trades to buy him back, don't worry. Oh, <laughs> we have about enough. seven left or something. So yeah. Yeah. And Damo, what is <laughs> yes. sorry, Damo, what about you, man? Anything else? Nah, I just want to start seeing some consistent uh eighty minute performances out of sharks. Yes. Yeah. If they if they can put in eighty minutes against any, any team, I think they're have the uh, explosiveness in attack to put any team away if they put 80 minutes of good footy on the park. But um, I'm kind of sick of seeing 40 minutes from here and there. Yeah, just craziness. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we look at the game last week against the Warriors. Warriors were up, they're up 12 nil, I think, at one stage. So, like, 15 minutes into the first half. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just, it, it is quite inconsistent at the moment from the Sharks. Um, but no, you're exactly right. An 80-minute performance would be great. Move on to the second Saturday game. We touched on it a bit earlier, Warriors and Panthers. Uh, I think we're all in agreement. Panthers all the way. I don't think we really need to dive into this one much. Um, Ronald Volkman, watch out in the future. Obviously not this game because he's going to get hammered, but has a really good rap on him, so... Interesting to see how he goes. I'm surprised he's playing six. I thought Johnson might have got dropped with the form he's been in of late. Uh, but, yeah, interesting to see Volkman there. So not really anything else to add. Uh, I think that Panthers get the job done there. I think we can all agree with that one. 
Uh, we move on to our last Saturday game. And for me, probably game of the round, and not just because my team's playing, but it's the Eels against the Roosters. And now the reason I'm saying it's game of the round is Eels are coming off a 30-point uh, loss to the Doggies. So they'll be fired up. They'll want to win. And the Roosters are coming off the back of two losses. So they won't want to have a third. So it's going to be a really, really good game down there at Combank Stadium. I'm going to say Roosters to win. Uh, we're probably all going to vary a bit in this game. Probably the only game this week that we're going to vary a little bit in. Uh, I think having Billy Smith back adds a bit defensively for us. Momorowski, as good as his attack may have been, his defense last week against Storm for me was just was very poor. Theo and I were at the game and all their tries were down that right edge. Uh, Dave, I know you're not much of a rugby league man yourself, but um, this game I think is going to be a bit tight. Sportsbet have it $1.80 to $2. So, yeah, tight tussle. I'd one to pick. Um, I'm going to sort of lean your way to the Roosters. I reckon they might uh, – it's got a feeling about them. They might pull up an upset. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to lose three in a row. We'll probably drop out of the eight if that happens. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, cue the waterworks for Theo, not for me. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Well, you've got two teams coming off losses, so they're going to be out for blood. Only one of them is, is going to be the winner. And you'd want to hope that it's um, that the Roosters, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, definitely. No one wants to see Parramatta win, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Damo, what do you recommend? Uh, I think Roosters. I'm going to go Roosters this week. Nice. Um, I think they'll be out for getting that, cutting that uh, that lost streak to yep. nothing. And I just, I don't, can't trust the Eels. I, oh. I don't think they've been playing their best footy, and they clocked off after they'd had ten points scored against them last week, and didn't try to fight their way back in the game. And I feel like. Roosters have the attacking prowess to put a couple of tries on them and drop those heads of the Eels again and possibly run away with it, to be honest. The Eels, man, I'm in a tipping comp at my work. There's 44 people. 40 people last week got seven from eight, and the Eels ruined all of them. So many yeah. people, man. I mean, <laughs> credit to the doggies, but, yeah, the Eels went a lot of people down. They let my multi down, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. But I mean that that that's every week with every team, so it wasn't any different. <laughs> yeah, it was nice to see the it was nice to see doggies really put in a good performance. Like I know it was, was. It really <laughs> was it really well. Look, maybe not fantasy wise or money wise, but it was it was, it was for them. It was good for their self esteem. What about you, Theo? You going the chooks? Yeah, man. I mean, I could say a lot of things about our boys, but I think. To sum it all up, it'll all depend if Kiri plays. Yeah. To just give it a big summary and then everything yeah, if he else. If doesn't play, they'll win. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, it was I'd him and Walker last year. So I'd rather have Hacho in there for sure. 100%. 100%. He's a god. Uh, yeah, it'll I, depend. Yeah, sorry. I, I actually think Hacho has been really good at nine this year. Uh, he started a lot of games and those first like 20 minutes that he's played, I thought he's done really well. You look at last year, he obviously played half back, uh, sorry, played 5'8 alongside Sam Walker at half. So he's done the job before. Um, I don't see any reason why if he was given the reins that he couldn't steer the ship, but just have to wait till Saturday to find out. 
So we move on to Sunday in the first game up there in the cold at GIO Stadium, Raiders against the Knights. Uh, Raiders for me, I think partly because the Knights will be frozen and won't be able to come out onto the ground. But also I just think Raiders at home are so strong. Uh, Damo, we'll start with you, man. You got any differing views there? Nah, I think Raiders will get it done. Um, they've really found their groove in in regards to their playing group and yeah. what they're producing uh, week to week now. They're finally producing some uh, close to eighty minute performances, even though you know, they take uh, they're taking a few losses as well. But I feel like they're looking far better with Jamal Fogarty at the reins. Yeah, for sure. Giving White and uh, just a heads up footy kind of role, which he's used to. He's a ball runner. And I think with a structured half like Jamal, he's uh, very much free, wide enough to steer the troops around and create some um, some attacking opportunities for the paddock. So, yeah, Raiders for sure. Yeah, yeah, nice, man. I really like it. Uh, Theo, is this the start of the night's comeback? I'm going to have to be negative there. I don't think so, man. There's just no, I mean, you don't know, you don't, we don't know where, whether Keller Pommer's going to play for a start. So whoever goes, I mean, Kurt Mann would probably go to fullback and then somebody, somebody else will go to lock. So, I mean, I think in your last episode, the way you were talking about Brails not being there, I mean, there's just no, leadership there's no organization they're just a bit of everywhere i, I, I don't know where they're going i, I can't tell you so I, I'm, I'm raiders all the way they're not gonna fade this week hopefully yeah i mean you talk about braley and for me the number nine has become probably the most pivotal role in a footy team i think your nine they control the ruck they're the dummy half a lot of them you, you look at the cameron smiths and uh, all those sort of guys who used to kick out a dummy half. And I think having a quality number nine is key to any team. And at the moment, like Chris Randall, credit to him. He's been there all year and he's done a great job filling in, but he's not Jake Braley. And I think once once the Knights have Braley back and they can start connecting that spine of Ponga, Clifford, Clune, well, I think it's, uh, sorry, Milford. Uh, Clune's not there anymore. But Ponga, uh, Milford, Clifford and Braley, I think it'll be a lot better. Dave, as a Novacastrian yourself, uh, Adam O'Brien, the Knights coach, I personally thought he was a bit under pressure, but the CEO has come out saying that he would sign him for 10 years if he could. Do you think when you're a team that's coming 12th that that's a fair statement? Considering that they've spent a few weeks at the bottom of the at the very bottom of the ladder, and that they've pulled themselves up in the last sort of six weeks or so, um, the signs are positive. And yeah, I, at this point, it's too early to say. Yeah, but um, I think the signs are there that if uh, you started well, you hit rock bottom, you're now clawing your way back up after a few wins. Um, yeah, I mean. Why would you doubt the faith of the CEO? I mean, he's obviously seen enough positive signs there to want to make such a statement. And he's probably also got a lot of money riding on it too. So he's probably hedging a bet each way to make sure that he's um, getting his money's worth. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be putting any money on the Knights if I if I was a uh, better, which I'm not. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just... I, I, 
I find it very hard at any point this year to put money on the Knights. Uh, It's safer bet to put your money on whoever's playing them. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's a bit like that at the moment. But no, uh, great analysis there, boys. Really love it. And we move on to our last Sunday game, and it's the Doggies against the Tigers. Now, before last week, I probably would have tipped the Tigers to win this game. But I thought the Doggies were so good against Parramatta. Ado Carr looks like he really wants back in that origin jersey. A hat trick against Parramatta. He was electrifying. Uh, Damo, we'll start with you as the Tigers fan. Can the boys get it done? I'm going to back them in. I uh, have to. I, nice. I'm not going to back the, the Bulldogs <laughs> bottom of the ladder again. Stuff. I have to back my team in this one for sure. I'm not going to say I'm 100% confident. Um but we've got to produce better footy than we did last week. Yeah. But if it's going to be against anyone, it's going to be the Bulldogs. And that's, that's I mean, to, to be fair, your first half was good last week, but it was the second half. I mean, first half was 6-4. It was Tigers were still in that. No, no, but look, look, you were still in the tussle at least. And then uh, second half, it all went undone. Um, Dave, it's a battle of 15th spot versus 13th spot. A uh, bit of a cellar dweller situation. They're both not coming yep. last at the moment, but the doggies off the back of a win. Do you think they give some more confidence, or do you think a team like the Tigers, who are looking for a win, they'd be more hungry? I think if you're looking for a win, you'll play hard. But like Damo said before, one of the issues that you seem to be having in the NRL at the moment is you're just not getting 80 minutes of good football. There seems to be a really good first half. And then once a team sort of reaches, say, 10 or 12 nil, they seem to coast for the second half. And in some cases, going end up losing the game. So if the Tigers really want to win this, I think they've got to put their best foot forward and they've got to play their best football for the entire thing. If they can pull that out, then they should be able to take home the points. Um, if they're not prepared to make that effort for the entire game, if they get if they if they make an early lead and they just sort of rest on their laurels, they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, completely agree. I would love to see the Tigers win in this. I think it would be great to give our interim coach Rick Morley's first win of the season as well. So interesting to see what happens there. Theo, doggies for you. Not by much, though. Not by much. Nice doggies in a tight one. It's going to be think, an ugly fight, yeah. Yeah, I think with Dewey, I think with Dewey coming back is a massive boost for the Tigers. Though yeah. so we'll see how it goes, but yeah, it should be should be a, a scrappy game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's our round fifteen preview. You've heard our tips there, so uh, either get on board or don't. Probably don't. You're probably better off uh, deciding for yourself. But we move on to a new segment that I want to bring in. I haven't got a catchy opener for it yet, so I'm just going to say the name. But it's called Wild Fantasies. Now, we're going to talk a little bit of NRL fantasy here. The boys, Theo, Damo, myself, we all play. Dave doesn't play, but he's too good to play NRL fantasy. So we're going to... I'm going to go make a coffee. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, I love that. All right. Dave will join us again soon. So we're going to do a bit of NRL fantasy, boys, now. Uh, Theo, I'll start with you. Have you decided on any trades this week, mate? I have decided on no trades last minute. No trades last well. minute. And what's the yeah. reasoning? Um, I think I'll just 
I just wanted to save my trades because it's getting getting to the home run and I just wanted to save my trades and hopefully Payne Haas plays like five minutes and just gets me like 50 because he's a gun. <laughs> but who, <laughs> who knows? Maybe a bit optimistic a- there, bro. 50 and five. I mean, I could see 40 and 10, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I've seen crazier things. Damo, any trades for you, mate? Yeah, I've done some pretty loose trades things. I've got uh, very little trades left, but may as well spend them while you got them, right? That's it. You've got to get trade horny. You're exactly oh, right. No. I, I, I get so trade horny, it's not even funny. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm leaving myself six trades after this round uh, until round 20, but, but I'm going to make the finals anyway, so I'm counting on that. Are you, and I'm, pretty uh, happy I'm pretty happy with my team right now. So right now, I'm just trying to trade out some emergency riffraps that uh, have either underperformed all year or are uh, not being selected. So I've uh, traded out Ben Trebojevic because he seems to be out of favour mm. after the uh, the worst-looking man in the NRL, Morgan Harper, has uh, retained <laughs> his spot. Uh, so Burbo seems to be back in uh, second-string centre. So I've traded him out as well as... Uh, the crucible, um, Brent Naden, who likes to put people in body bags, apparently. So, yeah, he, Burbo's he won't brother. Be playing, <laughs> won't be playing for a while. Um, <laughs> and so, therefore, I decided to move him on. And I'm going to gamble on young Volkman um, because I feel like Warriors are in such disarray that bringing a young half that they've already signed on a three-year deal. They're obviously trying to blood him in for seasons to come. I feel like they're going to pretty much let him have the reins uh, alongside Sean Johnson uh, throughout the rest of the year. And, you know, playing 80 minutes at a 220K level, um, willing to take the gamble on him and use one of my trades. And then the other trade I'm trading in is uh, Raymond Faitala Mariner. Nice. Because he's now... Uh, a definite starter and from past years he has been a real wrecking ball um, for the Bulldogs and one of their standouts so at a 370,000 or whatever he is at the moment I feel like he's a good trade in to uh, cover me in the back row yeah he's definitely a good trade he uh, made a nice little 40 last week so really good to see For me, it's just one trade. I originally started with four on Monday. Uh, I changed about four or five times and then just decided on one trade. I've gotten rid of, finally gotten rid of Harry Rushton. Uh, I unfortunately rushed him in uh, when he first started. So had to get rid of him. Like you said, a bit of the emergency riffraff that hasn't played for a few weeks. For me, I've actually brought in Will Kennedy. Uh, now, I'm going to start a bit of a narrative here. It's probably wrong. But Will Kennedy is at 250K. His job security is fine. He's not going to lose his spot at fullback, in my opinion. And I just think you can sit him in emergency and he'll get 30s or 40s for you. So for me, he's not really a starting player. He's more just going to be an emergency in case I need him. But he's still going to score. So for me, he's just there if I need him. Saves me a bit of cash for when... Uh, IPAP goes down because IPAP has a massive uh, break even at the moment. So he's probably not going to make over that again this week against the Roosters. So he's going to drop in cash again. So I'll save money for IPAP eventually. And then I've only got about five trades left, as you said, Damo. So 
I don't know who I'll be bringing in. Um, I'm definitely looking at Volkman probably from next week when they return to New Zealand. I think he'll be a great trade-in. I think, as you said, they wouldn't sign him on a three-year deal if he wasn't any good. Um, So I think he's definitely one to look into for sure. And that's Wild Fantasy. So thanks for joining in on that, boys. Now, our new segment I want to bring in for this week is called Dynamites. Now, Dynamites is a player that we thought killed it in round 14. It can be one. It can be a team. You take your pick. Damo, we'll start with you. Who was a player you thought killed it in round 14? Uh, I think Jason Tamalala is a standout for me because it's been a bit over a year, I think, like in footy terms, uh, since we've seen the best from JT. And I think we very much got to see that for the Cowboys um, without that, with the absence of Ruben Cotter there. And yeah, man, it was just a pleasure to watch. I love like the post contact meters were made up almost 50% of all of his meters run. Um, which just shows how hard he was working. Yeah. Um, the defensive line. And I just think he ball played exceptionally well when he needed to and ran the ball. Just, yeah, fantastic. He basically steered the, steered the Cowboys around like he was a halfback, just 50 kilos on, of muscle. Yeah. No, I love that. That's a great um, shout. Uh, Theo, what about yourself, mate? Anyone that stood out for you in round 14? Um, I'm going to have to go with Matty Burton. Yeah. For sure. I think, I think he has gotten involved a lot more now with with the Bulldogs, like, set plays, and he's kicking a lot better, dude, and he's controlling the game a lot more. Him and Flanagan are uh, nicely gelling, in my opinion. And, I mean, like, for a lot of people to doubt him, Yes, Dave, I can see the scores, man. <laughs> Bit of a score fun. update. It's 10 0 to the Dragons. I had a multi on for up to, to pick an outside back and I didn't do it. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I think Matty Burton's been really good. He's been getting, especially in fantasy, I mean, there was a lot of doubters in fantasy whether to get him or not. And he's literally made 200K from his yeah. original. Which is Best player from the last three, four weeks by a country. Yeah. His three, three game average right now is 74. Yeah, That's it's crazy. Wild. He's, really um, they're, they're trying to decide now 14 for State of Origin, whether they go with Hines or Burton. And I think based on form the past few weeks, I'd have to go Burton because Hines started the season really well and he's been consistent. But I'd love to see Burton there at 14. I think he'd be really good. Yeah, he's, vers- he's versatile, but Nico Heinz is at that 14 spot. And for him, oh, for yeah. him to even be uh, not even named in the uh, 17 in game one, yeah, uh, that was enough of a discredit. And I think it, it goes in order. If you want to Nick, to regardless of the last few weeks, Nico Heinz deserves that 14 jersey, yeah. hands down. Yeah. Um, but first shot at it at least. If he doesn't play any good like in game two, then yeah. so be yeah. It. Give Burton a run in, in the game. In my opinion, Hines is that. Yeah, love it. Uh, great shout, Theo, Matt Burton. For me, it was Joseph Tarpany uh, from the Raiders. Actually, only played 53 minutes. Uh, if you play NRL Fantasy, he scored 94 points in 53 minutes as a front rower. Um, look, 
I love a I love a I love a forward. I love a forward doing well. Uh man, he ran for 243 meters again as a front rower. Uh was just incredible. And in a losing side as well. In a losing side for that Raiders outfit last week. He was strong. Uh they named Rep Round uh, a few days ago, and he obviously has been named for New Zealand, which is fair enough because he has been so good. I think he just, he's just one of those guys. He's a workhorse. He just gets the job done. So for me, it's definitely Tarpany. Well, that was our Dynamites for round 14. Now Dave's going to chime in with the AFL rundown. All righty. So round 14 in the AFL. Currently we have a game in progress in Melbourne. It's Richmond versus Carlton. And we're, just about getting towards halftime. We're about sort of 10 minutes away from halftime and Carlton are being smashed. Richmond of 39 plays Carlton's four. Wow. So things aren't looking particularly great for um, the blues down there. Um, Tomorrow night's game is St Kilda versus Essendon at Marvel stadium. And Essendon um, had a bit of a, um, a sad weekend last weekend. It was their 150th anniversary as a club and their 150th anniversary of their inaugural game as well. And they got absolutely smashed. Um, oh this week, St. <laughs> St. Kilda are going to do likewise, I think, down there at Marvel. Um, St. Kilda are doing really well. They're having a great season for a change. Um, normally, they're cellar dwellers, uh, but they're, they're having a real good one this year. Um and I think Essendon, uh, this game's only going to add to their woes, really. Port Adelaide versus Sydney on Saturday at 1.45 in Adelaide. Uh, the Sydney Swans had a week off last week, and I think that they're going to be fired up and ready to give Port Adelaide a thumping. In Western Australia at 4.35 in the afternoon, West Coast Eagles are at home to Geelong Cats. And again, the Geelong Cats are in the top eight at the moment. They're in fact in the top four. Uh, they are doing really well. Uh, West Coast are still struggling. They still haven't found their form yet. Sportsbet have got the Eagles at $6.50 to win and $1.10 for the Cats. So you can pretty much bet which way that one's going to go. Ooh, I like that. I'm feeling the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, it's it could be anybody's week. A couple of weeks ago, the undefeated Melbourne Demons got hammered by Fremantle and they Fremantle broke the curse on them and they were tipped at some ridiculous amount of money. And whoever tipped, whoever put money on Fremantle cleaned up rather nicely. Um, GWS at home in Sydney to the Western Bulldogs. Their sports bet, funnily enough, have got this evenly matched $1.90 for the Giants, $1.90 for the Western Bulldogs. They can't seem to separate which way that one's going to go. Be a very close one to watch. It's on Channel 7 from uh, seven o'clock. So that's one worth watching. Um, I don't know who I'm going to pick with that one. I'm not a big fan of the GWS Giants. I think they're quite a scrappy team. The dogs might uh, might take that one out, but it's going to be a tough match. We'll go to the Sunday. Doggies. We'll go to the doggies. Gold Coast Suns at Metricon Stadium in Queensland playing a hapless Adelaide Crows. They've had a shocker of the season, the Crows, this year. The Gold Coast Suns have been playing very fine football. Their tip to win, as far as sports bets concerned, $4.75 for the Crows to get up, 
$1.19 for the Suns. I think I'd probably go with the Suns on that one. And the Brisbane Lions, Collingwood, North, Hawks, Dockers, and Melbourne all have buys this week. So no games for them. Beautiful. Thanks, Dave. And if you'd like to hear some more of Dave, he has a podcast called Audio Cumulus, which you can find on Spotify. No worries. All right, we move on to our next segment, and I've just called it Cheeky. And this one is a multi of the week that we think may get up. Uh, Mine comes from the game that's playing currently. Uh, It's not getting up because I had Souths, um, and Dragons are up 16-0 at the moment. Uh, But let me read you my multi. Damo will be very impressed because it's uh, a few legs, as he likes to see all the time. And... Look, I, I did I do have one with the dragons, so let me let me actually say this one. So I've gone dragons head to head, one to twelve for the dragons. Dragons pick your own line of minus two point five. Anytime try scorer of Ravalawa, Sui, and McCulloch for his three hundredth, and then Johnson and Cody Walker from the bunnies. And uh, at ten dollars, that's paying six thousand five hundred. So you never know the way it's going at the moment. Could be onto something there. Yeah. So do you have one on this week, uh, Damo, that is something rough or something good that the tipsters could get on? Uh, I'd be back in Cowboys. um, Yeah, nice. With uh, Tommy Dearden to score a try. Yeah, anything on the line? Yeah, Cowboys to cover 10 points, so minus nine and a half. I'm presuming the line's probably around five and a half. Yeah. Head on, uh, so therefore, you probably get about a two dollar 20 on there. Um, added into Tommy Dearden, who's about a four dollar try scorer, and uh, you get a fairly decent one, and I'm pretty confident. On. Yeah, maybe adding to Tulagi as well, just to bolster because he scores everybody, <laughs> but definitely cows to um, to halt manly in their tracks. I feel like the values that's that's where the game the game holds its value. Yeah, very nice. And Theo, you had one on for tonight, but do you have any more that you're thinking about during the week? Mate, I'm only just starting, so I'm trying to get my head around all of this. It's Theo's Um, first multi tonight, so we're very proud of him. Uh, Would you like to tell the listeners what multi you put on? uh, I put head-to-head, South Sydney. Nice. And my anytime try scorer is Cody Walker, and then I put I put it as a same game multi, so I yeah, just beautiful. Nothing too fancy, my friend. Nothing too fancy. That's how you begin. I didn't begin like that, but that's how you're supposed to begin. So, yeah, good, good stuff, bro. I love it. Well, that's our, that's that's our cheeky multi of the week. Um, now, uh, we are going to well, we were going to review a bit of rep round, but we might actually leave that to next week when we come up to the round that is. The teams were named. You can find that on NRL.com. We got the Kiwis, Tongans, Samoans all playing, Fiji, Papua New Guinea. Uh, some Lots of good NRL players in those teams. I think Tonga have a pretty good team. Be interesting to see if Katoni Sags get, gets picked for Origin 2. He has come out and said if he doesn't get picked for Origin 2, he will play for Tonga. Daniel Tupo has pledged his allegiance to New South Wales, meaning he won't play for Tonga. So... May see a new winger there for the Tongan team, but we'll review that next week. Apart from that, boys, that's all we got time for today. Don't forget, you can follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. 
at the Ruck Infringement. Thanks for joining me. That's Dave, Theo, Damo, and I'm Joey signing out. Cheers, See you later.